Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out mariamenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'm from Yeah. Welcome into AfterBuzz TV's after show for the LA Clippers Dance Squad. Season 1, Episode 2. Yeah, yeah. The Adventures of the Floss Nest. And I'm your host. My name is Michael Rippy. You can catch me on social media at Mike Rips. And I am joined today by my lovely ladies, the co-hosts. All right, I like that. We'll take it. We'll take it. Hey, everybody. I'm Christy Olson, and you guys can hit me up at Christy Reports. Hey, guys. It's Megan Stecker. And if you want to tweet me, which I would love to tweet with you, it is at Megan Stecker. Hi, I'm Jill Monroe. I'm at Stiletto Jill on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Join me. All right. Yeah, that's right. So join us all on social media. What a crazy episode, ladies. Yeah. We we really saw the development of some of the girls and especially the floss nest. (laughs) A new co-captain was finally named and we got a coach of the team. So let's start at the top. We start with the veterans welcoming the rookies at a little, you know, luncheon, talking about the the team and what they think. What'd you guys think from the start? I, I think that I feel so bad for Natalie because mm-hmm. she's struggling so much and I think that she is probably overthinking it and if she would just let her dance expertise just kind of take over and stop thinking so hard because it's so opposite of her technical training. I mean, the Clipper spirit did a little bit of hip hop before. I think she, oh, yeah. you know, just needs to relax and I know it's different, but I think she can handle it. I think she's tripping herself up with that. Mm-hmm. It's a mental thing. Yeah, and it must be difficult to sit with the rookies and have everyone know that, like, she's the one who's struggling the most. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that she just always comes across so well, though. She has a great attitude. She's not quite as positive as Candace, but, you know, she just, (laughs) Natalie just really handles herself well. And Mm -hmm. I think that she is a good voice for the rookies. Mm. to hear, to, to be that advisory position, you know. Yeah. I really like this scene in the beginning with everyone getting their margaritas yes. on the rocks, no salt, <laughs> um, like because I think it really set us up for what the whole episode was about. I have to say I love this episode so much more than last week, so it was like, okay, whew, okay. I wasn't <laughs> wrong. I had a good gut instinct that I'm going to like the show. Um, and I think it really set us up for the veterans versus rookies argument that kept happening, and, you know, everybody against Athena argument that kept happening so I really liked where we started out from and where it went from there. Right and that was a theme of this episode everyone kind of against Athena as we go through the episode you'll see that now after we see the veterans and the rookies uh, having their first you know welcoming 
we are introduced to the new coach of the team. And Latrice, she's a former yeah. mixed dancer. She danced with Chris Brown, uh, Beyonce, and she comes in and she's going to be the new dance coach for Jacqueline, we learn. And what do you think of Latrice? I liked her. I kind of was thinking like, oh, this is what the team needs. She mm-hmm. seems like she will maybe be a little bit more of a hard ass even mm-hmm. than Petra. And um, I think it just makes total sense, like how they were saying, oh, this just feels right, it just clicks. It's mm-hmm. like if she was trained by Petra, of course she's the perfect person to like relay all of that to the girls, you mm-hmm. know? My one my one question is like, what what is Petra or Petra, however you say her name, what is she so busy doing that she can't be the coach? Like I don't understand what all the duties are of the creative director that she can't coach i don't know i guess maybe you just are the boss and you have a choreographer come in if that's how it works i'm gonna guess that it's like the basketball team where there's like a general manager and then the coach okay so i'm just looking at pictures like the general manager and then she's delegating and so she brought in a coach maybe to have you know two minds Got it. Um, I think think maybe Petra doesn't want to be on the floor sweating and doing all that choreography. (laughs) So you bring someone in that you know has a style that you like that's electrifying and exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Latrice seems closer to the age maybe of more of the dancers. So Mm -hmm. maybe she can relate and understand. Not that Petra doesn't understand, but, you know, she's probably a little more removed. There's probably a layer because she, you know, has been there a while ago. And maybe Latrice can be that bridge. So. I like yeah, I like your point. I think her age being much closer to the dancers is probably much better for the dancers. Mm-hmm. So sure. so that's a good point. So so after we meet Latrice, they they're gonna have practice, and before we get to the practice though, the Floss Nest decides they want to go on a tour <laughs> yes! of Los Angeles. Yes. Right. So we see some sites. We see Runyon Canyon, for example. And they Which, act- yes, it does smell like dog pee, but the site is totally poop. worth it. That was and my poop. question. Is- and you should go because it's closing next April, it- well, in a, <gasps> a couple weeks for renovations. Yes. Oh, wow. For the summer, oh, that's now. correct. Yes. Yeah, through so- July, people. Through July. I did want to ask, you just mentioned it. They said on the episode it smelled like poo. Did all three of you, would you say that's an accurate description of Runyon Fairy. Canyon? Or if not, does it smell like something else? It's woodsy. It's woodsy. Yeah, it's definitely woodsy. <laughs> it absolutely smells like doggy pee and poo-poo. I go there every other day. But that's part of the fun. Like, it's nature. And, you know, you don't get that a lot in L.A. And there are a lot of really cute doggies there. So, you know, I, I just deal with it. I'm probably used Without to it. Without a leash. I smell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, for me, like, I live closer to the beach. And I've done some really amazing Malibu hikes. And they're not super overrun with people. Like, mm-hmm. I get the vibe at Runyon Canyon. I'm totally mm-hmm. spoiled because I went did like the most amazing hike in Malibu when I first moved here and when you get to you know three quarters of the way down the hike you set you come up a mountain you see the whole Pacific Ocean and so to go to running after that which is like it's so over traversed that there's no grass left and you know and it's just so many people and it's like a scene and everyone's there looking for Hollywood stars and smells like dog poop (laughs) then I'm like Okay, no, I just want to go back to my hikes where no one is in Malibu. So that's my take on Reddit. I'll skip. <laughs> it is incredibly crowded, that's for sure, true. on a Saturday yeah, or true. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So but it's a must-see. A- as the girls continue their tour of L.A., we see them see the Hollywood Bowl, and then they run into James Franco, who's filming something as they're filming the show. Now, I have a question, because... It is Hollywood, and they immediately run into a celebrity. Have you three ever run into any celebrities? And if so, do you have a story? 
Yeah, but I don't know that any of them are really that good. Ladies? I, you know... I'm born and raised in L.A. We talked about this last week. So it's different when you seem just like, hey, that's whomever at the grocery store. Let me get my apples and go home. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's just a part of the L.A. lifestyle. But it's, you kind of get indoctrined in, like, seeing celebrities. What? It's not fun if you don't cross paths with them and wave at them. He was very interested to know what they were filming. I bet he was yeah. like, is this TMZ? What's going right. on? Well, because that's the thing. If you take the TMZ tour, you probably will see some celebrities. I've been on the mm. TMZ tour three different times. There you go. And it is, they don't just show you the Hollywood Bowl and all of that. It is It is a great tour. Okay. And I think the ladies would have liked that. But obviously with the whole mm. uh, just showing TMZ that they can't do that. Yeah, it's not, it's not a sister out. network. Probably wouldn't work out. I think my first celebrity encounter was I was in junior high and I was playing on a basketball team for the first time, like the rec league after, you know, like after school and on the weekends. And I went to a Sixers game with a couple of the girls on my team. One of their dads like got like free tickets from work or something. And Dr. J was in our box. Wow. So I got to take a picture with Dr. J. And that was like my big first celebrity encounter. And obviously growing up in Philadelphia, there weren't many more. I don't know if there were any more after that. Other than I had a great online writing job right before I moved out here and I got on a red carpet and Bradley Cooper's a Philadelphia hometown boy and he yes. did a red carpet for a movie that he did with some friends who were from Philadelphia so they did a red carpet I got to interview him there that's probably my only nice. celebrity I like encounters it. I like and, but it. now that I live here I work at a restaurant where celebrities do come and you're you know you're supposed to act like they're nobody and it's no big deal and they're anybody else you know in LA it's very like oh who cares mm -hmm. so it's a whole different thing oh yeah I feel like the list of people that I've waited on is way yeah. more A-listy than the list of people that I've interviewed. Unfortunately, Agreed. high five, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And actually, my first day in LA, I did do one of the TMZ bus tours, and we stopped for Katherine Heigl, who was just having lunch like wow. with her mom on the side. Yeah, so okay. you know, I thought that was pretty cool. That's yeah. a big deal. There you go. Now, ladies, speaking of celebrities, if you are curious about a celebrity boyfriend's midlife crisis, yeah. have you enjoyed hearing stories about behind the scenes of Hollywood? And are you amused by old TV and movie references? Well, then you'll love The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. Join AfterBuzz creator and Maria Munoz fiance, Kevin Undergaro, along with AfterBuzzer co-hosts Roxy Stryer, Ashley Daniels, and others for all the insanity. Watch live Monday and Thursday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific time on thetomorrowshow.com. Or subscribe and download free on iTunes. Go to thetomorrowshow.com for more information. All right. Yeah, I like that now, segue, Michael. That was good. Back to our show. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll get back to the Floss Nest later as we see them in the episode again, obviously, uh, big time. But let's get to the first scenes of practice. Mm -hmm. So we see Latrice leading practice, and then basically we see all the girls, kind of Hannah and Natalie, talking about Athena and this kind of starts the spiral of where everyone is really down on Athena and mm -hmm. voicing it you know in their solo interviews and whatnot um what's your take on that I mean as we see that the girls are really starting to get against Athena and we'll see Athena kind of pitting herself against the girls I think Athena only has herself to blame for this. Mm -hmm. She, since the very beginning, has kind of laid out this thing like, oh, the girls hate me so much and they're so jealous of me and why do they have to be like this? Like, she, there are people in the world like that. They want to have, they want to believe that they have haters. I think she somehow feels that that legitimizes her or something. So she has kind of set herself apart 
and the girls pick up on that and so it kind of all snowballs and now they are saying like well why is she over there doing her own thing and why does she want this and I think she started it but now the girls are definitely uh, not feeling her and they are making that known yeah. they are yeah I think what's that old saying like you catch more flies with honey yes mm -hmm. I think Vinegar. as a woman she's old enough now to know that it might not be fair and it might not be right but there's a game that you play as a woman where you aren't out there being like, I'm the best and I'm gonna trump you and I'm gonna school you. Like that's, that's how she's acting. She's standing front and center in front of the coach, being like, trying to correct the coach. Like, no, no, we're at seven, eight and the arms are here. Like, honey, you're not the coach. So she's making it very evident that she wants to be top dog. And as a rookie, I think that's a dangerous game to play. You are just gonna get people hating on you. For sure. So don't act in a way that you know is gonna give you haters and then be mad you have haters and blame it on your looks or whatever. Everybody's always jealous of me, like, please. Oh my god, oh my god, everybody's always jealous of me. I think Athena is setting herself up because we already see there's some cracks coming. She, mm -hmm. you know, as hard as she works and as technically sound as she is, obviously she's having a couple of little issues come up as she did in rehearsal. I think she needs to just fall back. You got your job, you got the co-captain role. Now you need to think about the fact that you are a rookie and you are just learning this particular environment. So if you want to thrive and make sure you keep your role, I think she she needs to focus in on the sisterhood aspect and mm -hmm. making some friends or at least an ally because right now she doesn't have many. Candace is nice, but I feel like Candace is nice to everyone. Yeah. So mm -hmm. she's going to extend kindness to her, but she's going to kind of leave her there. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see how Athena evolves. But And, and that's right, because Candace talks to her about positive energy and it is noted that they're already calling her there's a cancer on the team when speaking about Athena. You don't want to ever be called a cancer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so Early, it's early, early and yeah. that's what we're seeing. Yeah, and regardless of what Athena is feeling from the girls before, now she is the co-captain. Yes. Now she is in a role model position. Now it's time for her to, you know, get everyone together instead of setting herself apart. Like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe maybe before you were just a girl on the team, but now you got what you wanted. So it is time to step it up, be a role model, and be someone that everyone can learn from. Yeah. So, practice is over, and now it's time for some fun with the floss nest. So the floss nest <laughs> goes to the beach, and they invite some friends, some guys. Uh, we learn that Blair is very childish when it comes to the opposite sex and guys. And um, what'd you think about the beach scene? I mean, for me, I, I thought it was cute. It was like junior high school. Blair was blushing and she was giggly. She didn't quite know how to approach it. She didn't want to make a bad impression. But I thought it was good for their relationship because now they're sort of learning the nature of each other and you get to see them outside of dance and so focused. So we kind of mm. get to step down into who they are as people and get to know them. We, we met Blair's mom last week, Keisha, and we know she's pretty intense and pretty strict because Blair said that she wasn't even allowed to have guy friends. Right, she said she was deprived of, of any guys. Wow, she's a really good girl because I know girls that would like sneak out the house and you know, <laughs> <laughs> she held it down. Right, 
So we also see Hannah give her a pep talk. So like you said, we see the girls getting to know each other a little bit more intimately. Yeah, and Hannah and Blair and Savannah, the Floss Nest girls, really seem to be comfortable with each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, they have really, really quickly gotten to know each other, and they just really seem like there is a true friendship that mm-hmm. has definitely developed. Yeah, It reminds me of my sorority days. Like, I think I really felt like, oh, I like, okay, now the show's good, I love it, okay, we're getting there. Because it just took me back to, like, my youth and I honestly didn't really realize how young they were until mm-hmm. I saw them all interact together. And I was like, oh, my God, they're so young. And it's such, like, a tender, fun age when, like, the world is yours. And you're just getting out there and spreading your wings and, like, making new friends. And I just thought it was adorable. It's cute. Well, yeah, no, you're right. These girls are young. And I was, like, a little bit surprised by Blair's behavior. I mean, she was really, really put off by this whole situation with this boy that she likes. <laughs> you know, it's, it was a little bit off-putting. But I think she'll, she'll get there. Mm. She wants to build a friendship first. She does. She's going to take it slow. Yeah. Um, Well, can we talk about Savannah, though? Because remember, last week my prediction was what? That people were going to make out. A lot of making out. And Savannah (laughs) got right to it this week. Yeah. She did. She did. We're going to get there. But first, I have one last question about that beaching. Because they said... I hope he doesn't want to take me to the Cheesecake Factory. Yes! Oh, and I just want to Is say, that your go-to I love the Cheesecake spot? Factory, so I don't know like, what your thoughts are, though. Do you guys, like, not ever want to be taken to the Cheesecake Factory? Or? No, I don't. Okay. That's no, I love, no, here's the thing, not for, like, a date with a new boy. Okay. But I've been with my man for almost eight years, so I don't mind if we go to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> but meaning I just, just like, I don't want to go somewhere, like... Like big and loud and like corporate. I want to go to like a small, swanky, like I want him to impress me kind of a thing. There are some places in this country where taking a girl to the Cheesecake Factory is like a fancy night out. Like, there, that where is I'm true. from, that like if a true. guy is taking you to like Red Lobster or Olive Garden, that's a hot first date. You know what I mean? And I feel like this is kind of on par with that. Where, you know, yeah, in LA, you know what? Maybe that's a little cheesy. That's not where a girl wants to go, but they have a big menu and. I, that's the problem for me. The, the menu's too big. It's very it's, big. You have to the you know, narrow down. Big. I need the 20 minutes. Big, the menu's too big. It's like too many decisions to make. We just kind of want to chat. There's always a wait. It's so loud. Then we get to a big announcement. We go back to practice and pitch is talking about how some of the girls might not make it to the first preseason game. They might have to sit out because they don't know the routine well enough. And then we learn the announcement of who's going to be the co-captain. And we learn that it is going to be Athena. So it's a big moment in the show, in the episode, and I think for the series moving forward. What was your take on the finally learning that Athena is going to be the co-captain? I just can't believe that Petra can't see through her. Yeah. I really can't. With all the girls that she's dealt with, with all the dancers that she's had to work with and work under her, I can't believe that Athena isn't rubbing her the wrong way. I just, I don't Mm -hmm. know what she saw in Athena. There's, there's no. She was not displaying leadership skills. Like, yeah, she can kill the choreography, but we've seen tonight she's not perfect either on the dance floor. Like, right. I just, I don't understand why. Me I think either. it was her aggressiveness. I think because she really, really wanted it, and I feel like that's a trait that Petra really, you know, respects and admires and wants her dancers to have that sort of aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what made her decide to do this, and maybe to keep some of them on their toes. You know, it might mm-hmm. have to, something to do with you know Petra's a rookie. In you know, in a sense, too, to all of this 
So mm-hmm. maybe she wants someone that doesn't necessarily have loyalty um, to the establishment of the team from before, from the past. So Ooh, that's a good yeah. point. That, yes. that was why, because otherwise you're just like, come on. I know you're smarter <laughs> than that. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause she just, see, Athena just seems so thirsty and yeah. it's like, Anybody could see through that. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're right. I like your point. Yeah. And Savannah even mentions in that moment, she goes, I know this is going to be a disaster. So we've seen many of the girls now in separate moments really bash Athena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the scene kind of comes to a close with uh, all the girls doing really well at practice. She Patron mentions that there's great improvement and they all are going to perform at the first preseason game. So that was good news for all the ladies. That brings us to Athena, who then goes out with girlfriends who are not part of the team. And we learn a little bit more about Athena and her personality. Um, She's really kind of bad-mouthing each girl in a different way, saying, you know, they're nice, but they they have something wrong with them and how this is just another job for her. But in reality, and tell me if I'm wrong, it seems like Athena's really, as you said, thirsty mm-hmm. yeah. for the role, and she's kind of making it out to her friends like this is no big deal and like she's so good and she has so much other things, which is kind of confusing to me. What do you think? It wasn't surprising. No. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it was false confidence. I think that she's the type that's fake it till you make it. I can't give credit to anyone else, really, unless it's in a condescending manner. Mm -hmm. Because she was like, yeah, these girls are really cute, but they're so mean. And and just sort of, I I think that for her, she has to kind of put you on a different level in order for her to feel better about herself. Yes, exactly. And when you're being so nitpicky as to say, oh, her uneven eyeliner, mm-hmm. it's like you are really grasping for something to make yourself feel better, yes. right? She's a Regina George. Yeah. Yes, I wrote down, is. I was like, oh my God, this is the real life Regina George. Like, she's beautiful and she's got it all going for her. She's probably from a wealthy family. Oh, and look, she's got this amazing natural she's talent. She's fabulous, but she's evil. Right. She's got this amazing <laughs> natural talent for dance and she excels at dance her whole life. And like, now she's here on a world stage and she's making a fool out of herself. I mean, to hand the phone, and I don't know if this is producer manipulation and she was happy to go with it, but they were really editing her poorly tonight, like even showing the scenes in between um, interviews where she'd be getting powdered by the makeup team and she's still talking smack and Mm -hmm. they chose to show that. It's like, ooh, girl, either you're playing along or you're really that evil. I think it's more of the evil part. I mean, she mentions about Kelly saying Kelly probably had her peak in high school. Right. Mm. That's she, a low blow. It's just she, rude. she said about another girl that she followed that she didn't even follow her on Instagram and that matters. And then of course she talked about herself being me, I've only gotten better and better. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like she has to anytime she compliments someone else, she also puts them down. Yes. So that false uh false confidence is true. I think I see that yeah. too. So now we move along to the really exciting part, which is the floss nest party. They're breaking in the apartment. The boys are coming over. And as you predicted last week, Joe, the kissing is going to (laughs) ensue. Ooh, uh uh-oh. And other things. And And the cooking. I, I really didn't think that Blair needed to lie about the cooking. You know, it's like, is, I saw a meme on the internet the other day that was like, when a guy asks you if you can cook, are you like, um, can you build a house? 
Like, I think in this day and age, not being able to cook isn't something that a woman should find as, like, a a a non-dateable trait. I don't think so, but I think everyone wants to have marketable skills. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, it adds to your resume. It makes a great list. It's, like, not her vibe. So I was surprised she was so concerned about it. Yeah. But I think that is the immaturity, cute, girly thing. Like, oh, this is what's going to make him like me. I'll make cookies after, so I cooked something. (laughs) Do you like cookies? I love cookies. So, <laughs> would you be okay if she didn't make the meal and just made you cookies after? I would. See? <laughs> yeah. These are the things that you learn when you go on and you kind of date. So, mm. at this party, we learn that the girls love to party. Yes. Uh, especially Savannah. Yes. Who, you know, enjoys her wine. And S- Hannah calls her a man-eater. Mm. Oh, yeah. And she ate up on Nick, who I guess they were friends for six years before this. Uh, so that's interesting how that just blossomed immediately for the TV. Um, <laughs> yeah. She might have seen him in a different light. Did Nick have a girlfriend before, though? Was we don't that? know Maybe. that. Oh, Maybe. they didn't talk about I mean, we about don't know. That, we don't know what Savannah's be. situation was, you know? And it's if true. she's a man-eater, maybe it's just his turn in the rotation. Mm. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> it's just you his turn. You and that's what I think. And, of course, we see Blair building her relationship very slowly with Chase. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll learn more, I guess, as the Chase, season goes along. who brought a bottle of wine and knew how to just pop it right open. I mean, I was, I was impressed. Chase made tables. Hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chase was cute, so was Nick. So, mm-hmm. you know, they did make good guy choices from the looks perspective. Hannah mm-hmm. is so sweet. She seemed really concerned that Savannah was, you know, getting her communication on where she cooks. <laughs> it was so cute to me. <laughs> Hannah's adorable. She seemed like a really sweet, like, southern girl. I yes. like her. Yeah, and I don't know that we're going to see her feeling anybody up anytime soon. No. No. But I like that about her. (laughs) What what, what happened to Sarah? You never know, I guess. True, true, but I like her. So this leads us towards the end of the show where we get the girls into Staples Center for the first time. It's the day before their first... action it'll be the first preseason game of the season all the girls are super excited to be at staples and they start to struggle as they're rehearsing and Petra is questioning if it was a smart idea to let everyone make it did you guys feel anything in that moment or did you think there were certain people that were struggling I mean they actually call out Athena in this moment for not being on step I mean, maybe it's because, you know, if you practice someplace else and it's their first time on the floor, maybe they're just overwhelmed with emotions. I was wondering if Athena was stepping out of line because it would make her, make her more visible. Or was it just her messing Ooh. up? I mean, I don't know. It could. I mean, it's not the actual night of the game, but I just it, that was the first thing that kept in my mind. Like, is she mm-hmm. moving over to make sure that she's kind of seen? Mm-hmm. I was just wanting, like, I wanted the editing to be different and the shots to be different because I'm like... I think they look the same as yesterday at rehearsal in the other yeah. space. So I just wanted to be able to tell the difference and I couldn't for myself. So I'm like, they're making this up for the show. <laughs> so I think that was my problem with that scene. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would make sense that the ladies were overwhelmed. We saw Hannah even cried when she mm-hmm. first came yeah. in. Like, I think that maybe any in addition to being overwhelmed, you know, they've been told, hey, you're all going to get to dance at the first game. And maybe, maybe people were getting a little bit comfy. Maybe they're just walking through the steps instead of going full out because we're here now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really sets in then. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, now is the time where we look to you for news and gossip. All right. After Buzz TV News. 
Well, you know, to be honest with y'all, there is not a whole lot of stuff out there about these, <laughs> about these ladies these yet. Newbies. But a little bit of news is that they went to Vegas. Hey, Vegas. I know they're still shooting. Oh. So it is quite possible that we'll see this on the show. And it sounds like it's something that they do as a squad every year because they were kind of um, referring to like throwback picks like, oh, last year when we came and this and that. So all the ladies were in Vegas partying it up. They're having dinners. They were at the pool. There was all kind of bikini pics all over Instagram. You guys need to check that out. And just another little piece of news. I know last week we speculated that, you know, Athena wasn't promoting the show at all. And it looks like maybe something major happens with her at some point in the scene. She Instagrammed today and she did finally post a photo of like dance squad or whatever and said, you know, everyone watch on E, the same kind of post that all the other girls had today. I'm wondering if it's something that she's contracted to do. Either way, she said, you know, go watch the show and let me know how it goes. As in, she hmm. herself is not watching. Mm. So at this point, she's just trying to make everyone think she's so far above all this. And uh, girl, bye. Right? Okay. I think Athena's going to be leaving soon. Girl, bye. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It's just another job to me. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see her referring to it. It'll probably still be in her bio six months from now. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, the other ladies said when I sat down with them last week, Candace and Natalie said, oh, I think that maybe she's doing some other TV stuff or, mm. you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll see more of her somewhere. And, she'll and it's going to make me annoyed, y'all. She'll be a real housewife of Beverly Hills that we're covering in about five more years. <laughs> yes. I can see that Pretty incredible. I mean, really living up to your name, Christy Reports, everybody. Yes. With the right. Every week. All right, and that brings us into predictions. Yeah. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. I think Athena's going to start to unravel after we saw her make some missteps tonight, and I think that this whole thing is just a facade and... I think there's some blazing insecurities under there, and I think that uh, she's going to behave even more outlandishly than we've seen from her so far. Me too, and I think Petra is on to her by next week already, which is very so. exciting. And who knows, maybe she'll be dethroned as co-captain. Mm. That would be interesting. I think that Blair is going to have some problems with her mom about her new lifestyle because remember she warned her about the, was it the hoochies? Is that what she, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think that her mom is going to start enforcing her will on her and she's going to have to make some decisions. Ooh. I like it. And I'll just follow up with, I think that the dislike for Athena is gonna grow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Savannah may kiss some more boys and that drink some more tequila. She's a man-eater. We like Savannah. We do. We do. All right. Well, it was an amazing episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us on After Buzz TV's episode two, season one of LA Clippers Dance Squad. I am Mike Rippy. You can catch me on social media at Mike Rips. And my co-hosts. All right. Well, I have tons of reality TV exclusives for you at ChristyReports.com. Please also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Christy Reports. There's some good brand new stuff there, and there will be more coming. So check it out. I appreciate it. And you guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Follow me on Snapchat for some fun behind the scenes here at AfterBuzz TV. And it's all at Megan Stecker. It's M-E-G-A-N-S-T-E-C-H-E-R. And make sure you follow me at Stiletto Jill and check out my website, Jocks and Stiletto Jill, for all your sports and pop culture gossip. I got you. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.